It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's time. Time for silver and black today. To the ground game. Touchdown Las Vegas. We're breaking down the latest Raider news from on and off the field. And bringing you conversations with newsmakers and record breakers. So hold on, Raider Nation. It's time to get get it it on. Here's your hosts, Scott Goldbranson and Mo Moulton. Welcome back, Raider Nation. It is the post-game show, week four your Las Vegas Raiders move to one and three, a big 32-23 victory over the donkeys. That's right. The Denver Broncos go down to the Raiders at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. A much-needed win. Everybody can take a big breath. Just like, you know, you just have a nice exhale now that the Raiders have won a game and I thought improved in many facets of the game. We're going to talk about that as always joining us on the post game show. My good friend Murph from Raiders fan radio. If you don't follow them on YouTube and everywhere else, you should. And of course it does his great work with the one nation foundation. Murph, how are you tonight? You feeling good? I'm feeling fantastic, Scott. I don't know if you heard or not, but we're going to win the Super Bowl, baby. Let's go. (laughs) I love it. There, the optimism returns to Raider Nation. Also joining me, uh, too, is our good friend uh, Evan Grote from Just Pod Baby. Evan, it's so much nicer going on to do a postgame show when we get to talk about a win, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Been really looking forward to this one. Finally, finally, it came after four weeks. But you know what? One and three, uh, you know, finally got got off the schneid there, as they say, and and on onward uh, to the Chiefs next week on the road. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about the Chiefs in a minute. But Murph, let's get your instant reaction to this one. I, you know, I thought everybody was in a good mood about this game. The Broncos, of course, come out and uh, do well to start the game. And And I'll tell you what. Even before the game started, Murph, we saw the, there's a lot of Broncos fans at Allegiant. Oh, my gosh, it's terrible. The world is coming to an end. There's orange in the stadium. And I thought, what is Raider Nation doing? Who cares? Who cares? All you got to do is beat them on the field. And I'll tell you what, Murph, we'll get into the specifics. But what I really love about this win for the Raiders is that we saw improvement. We saw Josh McDaniels actually do something that we thought he should have done for weeks and that was run a one Mr. Josh Jacobs. Absolutely, you know, really impressive there the way that the Raiders were able to move the football and you know, Scott going into this game like I, and, and I'm with you, you know, we were we were down pretty bad last week. I mean, Raider Nation was in the in the in the dumps after that loss on the road uh, to the Titans. And you know, and I I thought going into this game today that we were going to learn a lot about this team. Uh, that we were that I felt like this game was kind of was going to define who the Raiders were going to be in 2022. Maybe not define the season in terms of like wins and losses, but like who they were. We heard about all these like you know player only meetings and all this stuff going on. 
And I thought they demonstrated a lot of character on the field this week. You know, we, we know this, this Raiders team is a, is a high character team off the field. It was nice to see that dog come out in them and to see that high character show up on the field today. And absolutely seeing Josh McDaniel, you know, one of the things that we heard so much about this coaching staff from McDaniels all the, on down was their ability to adjust, their ability to make decisions on the fly. And we finally saw them adjust game plan to game plan. And not only did Josh Jacobs go off today, but before we get too far into it, I want to shout out Jakob Johnson, man, 45, yeah. blowing it up today, doing honors to all the 45s that, that came before him and Alec Ingold and, and especially Marcel Reese. Like, you saw the stick marks on that dude's helmet. Like, <laughs> offensive line was blowing it up. But that guy was freaking pounding open those, and the, uh, those holes for, for Josh Jacobs to, to blast through. And what an exciting thing to watch the Raiders just not only run the football well, but play defense. Like, oh, my gosh, what wins championships, right? Yep. Yeah, and Evan, that running game, let me tell you, that was the problem. The problem for the Raiders in weeks one through three was a lack of balance on offense. There was a lot of throwing the ball, not a lot of running the ball, despite the fact that Jacobs has looked good the entire season thus far. This time you get balance from the Raiders. You get 28 carries, which is exactly the range that we talk about on this show all the time. Josh Jacobs should have between 25 and 30 carries a game. He gets 28 Goes 144 yards, two touchdowns, of course, a nice long 43-yard run as well. Then you had um, Derek Carr had seven rushes for 40 yards, the second leading rusher on the team. Zamir White, two with 24 as well. So, Evan, uh, Josh McDaniels not only listened to the rest of us out there, and I want to believe that he did listen to us, but probably listening to his coaches and Mark Davis and some other uh, uh, mentors, told him, man, you got to find some balance here, and sure enough, he did. Absolutely. The, headline, the headlines tomorrow morning should be about balance on offense. I thought that was a big key to the game. Um, I, correct me if I'm wrong, guys. Is 144 yards a career high for Josh Jacobs? I, it's got to be up there. I, I think that's one of his career highs. Um, he played excellent. Um, he's using that jump cut really well this year. He's running hard. He's running with passion, all those things you love to see. And, and I'm glad you mentioned Derek Carr because I thought he had a couple really big scrambles. And that's one of the things that I, I'm a bit critical on with him is, is you know, his, his unwillingness to use his legs sometimes. It's what all the great quarterbacks in the league do to help extend plays, to pick up first downs. And he did a great job of that tonight. And I, I think that was a big part of the game as well. And then you mentioned Zamir White. He had that real big uh, he came on for Jacobs in the fourth quarter and had that uh, 22 yard run that kind of helped seal it. So just a great effort. I thought the offensive line uh, once again, kind of showed up, played pretty well against a really good defensive front and, and opened up some really big holes uh, for that running game. The other thing Murph, we heard uh, during that, that last week uh, when Raider nation was in, in, I think a, a, a early morning period, because the season is not over folks, uh, especially if you look at what's happened in the division and, Hopefully, if you're watching the game tonight, you're rooting for the Chiefs to lose. Uh, but if you look at the Raiders, too, one of the things that we heard last week, Murph, criticism, why isn't Derek Carr going to Devontae Adams? Well, guess what? Tonight, today on Sunday, targeted 13 times, pulls in nine catches, 101 yards. Yes, he didn't get a touchdown, but that's okay. Devontae Adams was involved immensely in this game plan. Yeah, it would have been nice to see Devontae Adams get into the end zone because uh, that would have hit a parlay. Shout out at BetMGM Sportsbook. Uh, no for shout outs. But, uh, but yeah, man, that, that was uh, that was very encouraging. I mean, and and we saw it right from the get-go, right? We saw that connection happen early on. And, you know, whether that was a McDaniels thing, whether that was a car thing, whether it was a collective, which I like to think, you know, this thing is a team. So you would like to think that it was just an overall um, – 
you know, uh, work in progress in terms of like, you know, reinvigorating that connection between Derek and Devonte. So that was nice. It was really, really great to see. And something that I thought was really interesting too, and I want to hear what your guys' opinion is on this, is that, and they even called it out at what um, at one point during the broadcast where like this offense is really complicated. And, you know, we know that it takes a little bit of time to get used to the new verbiage and the new things that are going on and the concepts and all that within an offense. But then when that's particularly, you know, complex, it's, it might take a little bit to get going. And we saw, you know, Derek frustrated on a couple of plays, you know, where people maybe weren't in the, in the right spots, but certainly it, it has started to emerge or reemerge with him and Devonte, so I'm with you, Scott. Mm. That was that was awesome to see that. Now it's kind of like we want the rest of them to kind of like catch up. Whether that's you know we, we saw Matt Collins have a great day today, but like yeah, but that that connection with Derek and Devonte. Finally, it's like all the things that we we heard in the offseason, like that 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 relationship and that chemistry that they had. Uh, we finally saw that return here in in what week four. We sure did. The other thing that I want to get you guys comment here at the beginning of the show is, of course, the Raiders defense, which made a massive difference in this game. And of course, we also have to start to look at the silver and black today uh, effect because Amik Robertson's on the show. We talked to him about having a bigger role on Thursday and he goes out, plays a good game. He falls down on one play. And I was like, oh, boy, Amik, come on, man. You're on the show. You got to You got to pick it up here. And then he goes, he gets the scoop and score. Evan, uh, this defense came out spirited. Of course, Max Crosby, again, was a monster. Uh, they didn't get the push up front as much as they, they, they thought they would, or I should say they should. But at the same time, it really didn't matter. They got the pass rush. They made Russell Wilson outside of the first half where Russell Wilson was dialed in. That second half, just much like they did last week, they shut down the Broncos. Yeah, defense was excellent in the second half, um, forcing four punts, a turnover on downs to end the game, and, and they did allow the one touchdown there. But, you know, again, they, they're doing – I think they're doing their part. Um, you know, I'd like to see them put a, a complete game together. You know, they uh, – and I'm not going to complain about giving up 16 points in the first half, but, I mean, it would be nice to see them play as well as they did in the second half tonight, you know, from the beginning of the game. But either way, you know, they're definitely showing some signs of improvement. The pass rush was a little bit better today. Max Crosby had himself a couple of sacks. Finally, um, a, a big, huge play by the defense, a touchdown with Amik Roberts and as you mentioned uh so yeah you know there, there's some some stuff to build on there for sure murph on the defense uh another huge factor for that defense and again i think leadership sometimes talent is of course huge in the nfl but leadership is another big factor denzel perryman comes back and this defense uh starts to be kind of uh, i think more cohesive it was amazing to see him out there not only making tackles but i felt like the defense just played more intense with him on the field what up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, that was awesome. I mean, he shot in there on that play early on and kind of set the tone uh, for for the defense, which was really, really nice to see. And, and uh, you know, I think he is our def- – I mean, other than maybe Max Crosby, he is our de facto leader uh, on defense. So to see him come out and flash and have a great game, I mean, I know he went into the protocol there. Uh, you mm-hmm. know what? I forget what quarter it was when he, when he left the field. So hopefully everything's okay there because clearly, I mean – you know, just just the optics are much, much different when he is on the field and and the overall optics on both sides of the ball, but especially on defense 
just looked different today. They were fired okay. up. They were flying around all over the place. You know, uh, obviously, we like we talked about Perryman had the, had a great game, but Hobbs the way he flashed today so many times. Even John Abrams and coverage, like all the like <laughs> you know, the things that are historically you know you, you have, or not historically, but at least so far this season have been kind of downers for us on defense. Um, that 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 absolutely seemed to have changed, and except for one thing, and and I don't I don't get this, guys, and maybe you can explain it, uh, help me understand. Other than Chandler Jones being like mildly disruptive in the second half, like dude is still on a milk carton. That one uh, red zone drive, like he got blown off the ball by like seven yards when like Russ is like you know scrambling around doing Russ things and throwing touchdown passes. And like that was that that first one that they had, and it was like, come on, man! Like you were supposed to be the guy. You were supposed to be the closer. You were the guy that was supposed to keep us from those long extended drives turning into touchdowns. Then he's seven yards off the ball. I'm like, I don't know. That's a rough one still. It's still a rough one. And you got to hope that he somehow finds it or, you know, but here we are through four weeks. And I agree with you, Murph. It's still not a big deal. He came close to one sack uh, and the ball was delivered out right before he hit Russell Wilson, but that's as close as he's gotten. And I think that that's going to be an issue and, and they'll have to see what, what they do there because look, I know you gave the guy a ton of money. You're going to play him, but if he's not helping you, there, then I think you have to look past it. The other thing in this game, guys, that really impressed me was some offensive improvement. We talked about the balance, which was huge, but you look at the Raiders, even from a stats perspective, 25 first downs to Denver's 12 on third down. This is one that was huge, okay? And the Raiders have been horrible at. There were 7 of 14, so 50% on third down. They've been in the 20s and 30s at best on third down, and to me that was huge. And then you look at the offensive plays, 74 offensive plays in this game. That tells you they were in control and that they had balanced offense. Those all, Evan, point to an offense that's finally being called correctly and being executed to a point. And there was some downside, and we'll talk about that in a second. But overall, I was encouraged. It's not going to happen overnight. You're not going to go from 0-3 to, as as Murph somewhat, I think, joked at the beginning, going to the Super Bowl. But uh, but certainly, I said last week, you got to see improvement. And we saw a ton of improvement today. Definitely did. And, and, and to your point about the, the, the third down conversion rate, that helps with controlling the clock. Uh, I see the time of possession here, 34 minutes, uh, almost 35 minutes for the Raiders to only 25 minutes uh, for the Broncos. So that, that that's exactly the point is that they're controlling the game. They're able to run the ball effectively, stay ahead, stay ahead of it and, and, and kind of control the game. The only thing, you know, Murph pointed out one negative there with Chandler Jones, you know, I, I'm going to point out one negative as well, you know, still not, uh, doing as well as I would like to see in, in the red zone two for five today, I believe was oh, yeah. the number, um, you know, it, it didn't hurt them today, but again, you know, those are the types of plays. Sometimes you got it. You got to cash in. You can't leave those extra four points out there. They were able to able to overcome that today, but still that, that, that would be another area that I would like to see them continue to try to improve in. Yeah. Murph. I mean, in this game, four field goals for the Raiders, the late one uh, is one thing, but or I should say the, in the fourth quarter, but you 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 convert three of those, <laughs> and you're talking about this is a complete blow. I mean, not even close, a complete blowout, which Raider Nation would have loved, and maybe the Raiders get to 50 points. Um, it's a it's a work in progress. I thought the play calling in the red zone was a little better today. Uh, I thought though that that offensive line, for whatever reason, now again they were facing a pretty good defensive front 
uh, especially in the first three quarters before it seemed like the Broncos got worn out. Uh, but Murph, that that's something they still got to work on, and that's going to be have to be, I think, a big focus because when you get in a game with the Kansas City Chiefs, you have to score seven. If you score three against the Chiefs, I think on the road, that is a recipe for disaster. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it looks a little better on the scoreboard because, you know, as you mentioned to me, Robertson takes one of the house mm -hmm. um, special teams kind of bails us out there with, you know, hey, my boy, AJ Cole, man, man, that little cop in the corner, you know, and, and that hookup with him and Matt Collins, man, that was, that was amazing. Um, you know, but yeah, so, so with the, with the, you know, the help on special teams and the, and the help on, on the defense, it certainly makes it look a lot better. But one of the things I, that I thought was really interesting in terms of the improvement in the play calling, and they kind of did this all over the field tonight or, or today, but, uh, but in the red zone, you know, with the, with the absence of Foster Moreau, him not being in the game, bringing in Justin Heron to play a tight end. I thought it was awesome, man. Like, what do you, you know, yeah. when you're struggling in the offensive line, bring in another guy, like bring in an mm -hmm. extra guy, have six to block their five, whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I thought that was a, that was a pretty slick move there by, by McDaniels. And we've seen the Raiders do that stuff before. And a lot of teams do that. Uh, but, but we saw it a lot tonight to the point to where the announcers called it out. And we certainly hadn't seen the Raiders do that yet this year. And which was interesting because, you know, we traded for that guy and uh, really hadn't seen or heard his name much. And yeah. now all of a sudden he's playing tight end, which was great. No, absolutely. Also, I mean, you look at the 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 performances, individual performances here, uh, and receiving. Of course, you talked about Matt Collins with three receptions, thirty-three yards. Josh Jacobs had five for thirty-one coming out of the backfield. Darren Waller again, three receptions, twenty-four yards. He still, guys, doesn't look right to me. He did not have a bad game. He had the one drop, of course, which again he continues to have some issues with drops. But overall, uh, he just doesn't seem himself. And again, didn't hurt the team tonight overall. But this team with Darren Waller is so much better when he's performing at his best. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I don't want to make excuses, but I, I do wonder how much of that goes back to all the time that he missed in training camp. I know I, yeah, I know an injury coming back from injury, too. Right, right, right. I mean, we are four games into the season now, but you're definitely seeing something. He he just seems a little bit off. So, you know, hopefully he'll continue to to get better each game. And 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 hopefully they get Renfro back as well. And, and this offense can get back to full strength and we can finally see what we are expecting from this offense, you know, all offseason long. One of the good things, Murph, too, no turnovers today, right? So Derek Carr was good and efficient. Uh, no bounce balls off hands. The receivers were all sure-handed. If they did drop a ball, they dropped the ball. It wasn't tipped up to another player. This Raiders team, too, looked more tonight and today on offense like it did to me in the preseason with a little more focus and urgency. Yeah, man, like, you know, the turnover battle is like such a, uh, I think, an an under, you know, uh, I don't know, focused stat line. Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. if you win the turnover margin, like that typically will 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 lead you to a to a victory. And like and and especially too, like go, to go back to that defensive score for us to then be creating on defense. And I know that the, the ball bounced up and Amik was just fortunate to be standing there, but like, but he still made a hell of a play running that thing back all the way to the house. First defensive score in three years. Like, was it Gary and Conley? Was that the, I mean, I'm just pulling that out of nowhere. Yeah. I think that might've been the last one uh, that, that we had one go to the house. Like, I mean, so having, having something like that happen was just, I mean, fantastic. And Max almost had one. Max yeah, almost had that one that he batted. I thought we were going to get a Khalil Mack on Cam Newton moment. I thought yes. he was going to knock that thing up in the air and then catch it <laughs> running in for a touchdown. That was incredible, man. So to see that kind of, that kind of stuff, that's like those, and it's, you know, made fun of on NFL Network with, with Kurt Warner and his GCPs, but game-changing plays 
win yeah. football games. Like those are the things that win football games. Like as important as red zone conversions are and all those things are so incredibly important. But when your defense makes plays like that and flips the field and like puts points on the board, like it's hard to lose when you're doing that kind of stuff. So that was awesome. kudos to the Raiders and kudos to Derek Graham. I mean, or excuse me, Patrick Graham. Like, yep. I mean, just I've seemingly called a great game. I mean, obviously we haven't gone back and looked at the dull 22 and all that kind of stuff. But like, you know, that versatility and the playing the matchups and all that. I think we finally saw that stuff start to emerge today. And uh, man, that was it was exciting. It was fun to watch defensively. Well, and I thought to your to your point too about about adjustments, right? From from a from a defensive standpoint, from a coaching perspective, which Josh McDaniels had I think fairly been criticized for. You go into half, and I thought I thought he mishandled a little bit at the end of the first half. Uh, redeemed themselves, of course, at the end of the first half. But earlier on, they could have taken a timeout, didn't take a timeout uh, when you're sitting there with three of them. But then in that second half, that defense, the momentum seemed to kind of swing a little bit. It was a weird feel at the end of the first half, despite having a lead. And then you go into the halftime, got to give the ball to Denver because the Raiders took the, the opening kickoff. And the defense came out and set the tone. So, so kudos to Patrick Graham on that one uh, for certain. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we roll on with our post-game reaction. Murph from Raiders Fan Radio, Evan from Just Pod Baby, and you're listening to Silver and Black today. This is Scott Cobranson. We'll be back right after this.